Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are very, very, very glad to be part of the Variety Sports Network. And, of course, the show originates from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. Holy shit. The Pittsburgh Steelers have lost three straight games, uh, two of which were at home. The teams with two losses, or excuse me, two wins each. They went on the road last week. They lose the Indianapolis Colts, uh, giving up 30 straight points after taking a 13-0 lead. Uh, you know, th- this is normally our Festivus show, uh, as I believe Festivus is uh, coming up. Uh, is it tomorrow or the day after? I can't remember. It's either the 22nd or 23rd. And uh, anyway. Tomorrow. But like we need a reason to bitch. This well, th- that, that's where I'm going, Ben, is the fact that there's so much to complain about. Uh, the airing of the grievances this evening will be quite easy. Uh, and I, I mean, we will try to be as uh, fair as possible, but I'm telling you right now, there is not a lot of uh, positive to discuss here. But uh, thanks for everybody that's already jumped into the chat. Uh, thank you to everybody that listens and watches on your own time. We very, very much appreciate it. And we'll do our best to give you uh, informed, educated opinions tonight on the Steelers, and uh, try to try to look ahead to next week. It just—it's hard to believe there's three games left. Still, it's just such a weird feeling. But uh, Ben is here, Scarps is here. I anticipate Ian eventually. Not real sure. I had. Did we get a message from Ian? If we have, I haven't seen it. Um, in any case, gentlemen, uh, hello, and uh, I'm going to start right off. Uh, Scarps, I'm going to ask you this question. <laughs> is Mike Tomlin the right guy for this particular Pittsburgh Steelers football team as young as it is? No, I, I don't think he is. And that and I've I've been critical of Mike, but I've also um, defended him as much as I can. And this is not this is just not this is just not a good fit for him. Um, he was very, um, fortunate to inherit a veteran led team, um, a team that had been eight and eight the year prior, but a team that had winners. Um, and I'm not saying that he won with Cowers players, but I am saying that when you inherit a a veteran franchise quarterback that had won a Super Bowl, uh, and a variety of other, uh, high level performers mm-hmm. and even backups that had won a Super Bowl. Uh it makes your life a little bit easier. And there were growing pains early on. I remember he ran the wheels off of them in his first training camp and they were all kind of like, what the hell is this, man? <laughs> yep, yep. But that's what happens when you're a new coach and and I think Tomlin did a really good job early on of of sort of, you know, knowing his role but also understanding that you know what, I can't be too, too hard on these guys because these guys have won. Um, fast forward, you know, 17 years later, or whatever it is now, um, he's got, you know, minimal veteran presence, including, most importantly, minimal veteran presence as Steelers. Uh, and that's sort of self-policing that he had throughout his career uh, where he didn't really have to intervene because he knew the dudes in the locker room were going to. That's gone. Um, and you know, I hope we could talk about this a little bit later, but, um, you know, guys like Cam Hayward can't, can't do it all. 
uh, Minka called out guys, and I and I, I not that I didn't like Minka, but he absolutely went up in my book for that. Mm-hmm. You know, even a guy like T.J. Watt not afraid to say that hey, these and T.J. said that these dudes aren't practicing or don't know how to practice or don't want to practice. Um, and today he he backtracked that and was like. Well, I was talking about myself as a young player, which obviously he listened to the PR staff, so good for him. Um, I'm, I'm glad the PR staff said something to someone. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even even Cam's comments today, you know, about like, oh, well, you know, this locker room isn't much different from mm-hmm. 2011 as it is now, and the people that are saying that aren't in this locker uh, room. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. He didn't answer the question. He didn't but answer he all, the question. But, he said, okay. I laugh because the people that opine about this aren't in this locker room. And then he changed the subject and talked about something else. But he never said yes or no. And it was a yes or no question. So but, I'm, okay, not, but I, I'm not – I kind of am disagreeing with you. I'm not faulting your, your take on it. But he didn't answer the fucking question. Okay, he didn't answer the question. But he also said that, like, people that aren't in this locker room don't know what they're talking about. And I'm like, yeah. dude. Your your fucking wide receiver this week basically <laughs> said that he quits on everything or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. so no, I don't think Mike Tomlin is the right person for this team. I'm not saying that he couldn't be next year if they got mm-hmm. more veterans here. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm just at this point where I, I don't. I just think that it's time. You know, like like it's it's run its course, and yeah. we'll see what happens in the off season, but. But no, this is this is not Tomlin's forte. Ben, did did he stick with? I know this is a rhetorical question, but I think it goes a little deeper than this because I think it goes to the player <sighs> happiness, if you will. But but did Tomlin make just an epic mistake, even bringing back Canada? I would say yes, but I, I want to answer the question you gave Scarps. I think sure, that Tomlin sure. is the right guy, but he's doing it wrong. Does he know how to motivate these guys? Yeah, he does, clearly. But he can't he can't be in every single position meeting. He can't mm-hmm. be the position coach for the entire team. And yeah, he sets the tone and all that. And is he at fault? Absolutely. And I would go further and say, you know. Is he at fault for leaving for for keeping Matt Canada? Yeah, he's at fault for keeping a number of the offensive coaches because I'll be frank, I'm not impressed with any of them. No, none. No, you know, the tight ends can't fucking block. You got one guy who runs pretty good routes, but doesn't get much yak. I don't see Darnell Washington really developing as a player. When he came in, we were really excited about him. I don't really see him doing much. I don't see where Connor Hayward has made any headway as a receiver or as a blocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, he was a guy who, frankly, nobody really knew who he was. So they were kind of like, eh, you know, we're not going to cover this guy. And he made some plays as a result. And sometimes, yeah, he was being covered, made some plays anyway. And he had nice hands. That was nice. The kid can't block. No. He hasn't He hasn't really developed. Pat Meyer. <laughs> are. The one thing that stands out at me watching our offensive line play is their pass pro sets suck and they set and then they go after they try and get aggressive and go after the pass rusher, which gives the pass rusher an advantage because he can use the pass rusher can then use the inertia of the offensive lineman against them rather than reacting to what the pass rusher is doing. They're trying to attack the guy. 
And as they come forward, the pass rusher can do this, right, or this, or this. But he knows which direction they're going because their head is going that way, and so he can predict it. Where if if they're set and they got their hands out and maybe they punched and they come back, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've, I, they've got an advantage. They've got an advantage over the pass rusher, and that's why our pass pro fucking sucks. And this is something that that Pat Meyer teaches is is the go get on on pass blocking, which I don't know why the uh, anyway. So it's frustrating to watch. Okay, yes. and and you know Najee not having a good year. Uh, I don't know what the fuck he's doing sometimes in the holes. Um, you can't fault Jalen Warren. He's playing great. But that's about it. On offense, you know, the wide receiver room, my God, do they need leadership badly. Jesus. <laughs> I, I I think Allen Robinson is trying. I don't think he can do it though. I, I, I just, mean, yeah. How do you how do how, you how do you right how do you guide that group of fucking misfits? You know, you got to bring mm-hmm. a guy in that they're actually going to listen to, and you need enough. You need a wide receivers coach they're going to listen to. It appears to me that they're not listening to this guy. No, I no. I would clean house on the offensive side of the ball at the end of the season. Well, well you know, it, yeah, Rudolph Ian, welcome to the show, yeah. and uh, go ahead. You know the 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 guy who went to the island of misfit toys and made something out of it was Rudolph. So. There's something to Jesus. that. Jesus, is, is that is that a is that a prediction I hear? Who <laughs> wants a, a Charlie in the box? That's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had to come in strong since I was a little late. My apologies. I was doing some research for a question that Melvin asked me and uh, got lost track of time, which not Melvin's fault. My fault for going down the wormhole. Um, but yeah, so which you are apt to do when it comes to research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yes, I'm here. So thanks everyone for joining us. Happy uh, almost Eva Festivus. So That's right. we, we've got some problems that we're going to talk about. Uh, and I'll just reiterate what I said last week on the show about Tomlin that I, mm-hmm. I think Tomlin is a, a really good coach for a veteran heavy team that when he came in, he had a strong group of veteran leaders. Some of them were quote unquote cowers players whatever you want to say but also some of them were guys that tomlin signed or you know came into the league and, mm-hmm. and adapted that you know the the lawrence timmons is the lamar woodley's of the world that was tomlin's first draft class james and, harrison yeah J- james harrison was james not harrison a was yeah. yeah no he he was a player but he he was not a starter until right. tomlin right. came to town right yeah so but i, I think you know as Tomlin was growing as a coach and he even said, Hey, I ran them too hard that first year. I tried to be too tough on him. I, I was a little more lax the second year and we won a Super Bowl. And I think that he's kind of carried through that um, coaching philosophy of letting the veteran leaders kind of run the locker room. And he's not the Tom Coughlin esque hard ass of, you know, here's the time where everybody has to be somewhere and do the certain thing. It's like, you guys are professionals. You guys need to do film study, but I'm not going to dictate. It has to be between, you know, 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. before mm-hmm. practice. You can do it whenever you want. And um, that's just not his style of being in the minutia of it all. And now with a very young, I mean, we have the second youngest offense in the league. So with a very young team that you're seeing these cracks start to develop because these guys kind of need that discipline to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and Tomlin's leaning on the coaches who the assistant coaches, which you guys all summarized very well, they're not very good. Um, and the, the veteran leaders in the locker room, which 
they don't really have that many on offense. And the, the guys that are those leaders obviously aren't being listened to, or, you know, you can, you can talk to guys as much as you want, but the, the, player has to listen to you know mm-hmm. alan robinson seriously yeah they gotta, they gotta, gotta take care. it seriously yeah yeah exactly i mean you can say you can talk to your blue in the face you know this is a manager if if your people and don't as a dad actually, of kids yeah it's, oh there yeah. you go as a dad of kids that's yeah even more yeah. if they don't take what you're saying seriously <laughs> yeah God. yeah you can't you can't get through to them it's just you it's really hard to make people care. At some point, they have to care enough themselves to buy into you know the message. And there's there's an obvious disconnect this season between the coaches and whatever their message yes. is and what they're trying to do, and the players. And you know, fault probably lies on both sides, to be honest. But nevertheless, it's the players aren't bought into what the coaches are selling, and the coaches can talk till they're blue in the face, but they, they don't have buy-in from the play. That is exactly where I was going with the Canada question, because I, I think these players entered the season already having some, some real doubt in their mind about Canada. And it got worse as the season went on and, and Tomlin and company just waited way too long. And now it's, it's come to this head with this ugliness and everything else. Um, and and you know Melvin's question right here just literally popped up here. Uh, this was what th- we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know exactly. I, they I, they don't believe in in the scheme they're being asked right. to run, so they're just like, yeah. You keep asking me to do the same fucking thing because it's too late to change it. This sucks. It won't work. <laughs> yeah, and and I you know our our you know former colleague here Derek who does a wonderful job. I mean he he points out a lot of the 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 video and stuff and just he, he's just bewildered because it's the same thing over and over and over and um it, which is just completely asinine uh at the nfl level to keep doing that so um scarps would would you uh have have benched george pickens for this week mm. uh would you would you have uh, uh not given him a helmet what what would you have done based scarps on scarps would have bought him a happy meal know, and given him a pat on the ass he probably would have given him a grimace toy uh yeah i would have i would have made him an active um and you know i, I I get why they're not going to do that, but also this was an opportunity for Tomlin and, you know, Casey's going to touch on this, this later, but so I won't talk about that thing. So my, just me, not even Tomlin, this dude Mm -hmm. has shitty body language, terrible effort. This is not the first time that he's shown this. He's shown it. He showed it last year and people were like, Oh no, he's just young. He's just this and that. He'll learn, yep. and literally, it's the same thing this year. Yeah. But it's I mean, I, so I, much rookies, worse this year. I'll give rookies the benefit of the doubt, but but a second year guy, nah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, I, B- Benjamin, I agree, and Merry Christmas to you, my son. But no, the, Merry the, the, the 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 he like he is just. It, it's not like his body language is like. You see it occasionally. Like he is literally like, oh fuck, what the fuck? Like it is so bad. Like yeah. he, it's so bad. And like I agree. And then and then like and then when he he had no reason 
to say what he said to the media this week. Not only mm-hmm. did he blame the media, but he's like basically like, yeah, I, yeah, I make business decisions on the field, and like, <laughs> Jay, you know, like, like <laughs> that is what he said. I, I mean, like, I mean, like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm laughing, just but say, you're right. No, like, and 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 I, I'm gonna sit there and be like, okay, listen, man, like. Uh, if I was built like George Pickens, I probably probably wouldn't be afraid of anybody. But like, can you imagine like saying that shit when like TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick are like on your team? Because if I'm one of those dudes, right. I'm gonna beat your ass in front Playing of yeah, everybody. Hands popped and, out, fingers. And, yeah, and you know what? And and I I've been I've been critical of Kenny Pickett as much as anybody. It, I've never ever oh, questioned really? Kenny Pickett. I hadn't noticed that. I've never, I've never ever questioned though his toughness or his or his uh, or his will or any of those Desire. intangibles that we that right. we all know. And he's a good teammate. He always says the right things. But even this dude's like, even Kenny Pickett's trying to fucking play this week, and he shouldn't play, and he's not going to play. But like, right. you're literally spitting in the face of every one of your teammates. And your head coach that literally went to bat for you and said, oh, he's, you know, he's a young man. He's going to learn. And you know what Tomlin did? Tomlin said, no, we're going to play him. That don't sit right with me. And it wouldn't sit right with me if I was one of his teammates. Yeah. Yeah. I want to chime in on this real quickly. There's a lot of shit that, that George Pickens cannot control. Okay. He can't control what play is called. He can't control whether or not the ball is thrown to him. He can't control whether or not he runs a three yard route. He can't control any of those, any of those things. What he can control is his effort and his attitude. Okay. And mm-hmm. his effort is inconsistent to the point that it sucks. And his attitude based upon his body language also sucks. So that's an issue. And I, I agree with Scarps. If it were me, I would sit him down for a week to think about it. And I'd be like, and you better show up. You better fucking be here on Saturday. Yeah, don't don't pull a Mendenhall. Don't don't do that. The guys that have done that before, <laughs> there there's been continuing discipline for that. So mm-hmm. you you better show up. You better be here. Yeah, you better be right. right. You, you better yeah. show up. But hang on, one more point. Yeah. Here's the danger in not suspending him for a week or or sitting him down. You don't necessarily have to suspend him. If you do that, then then he has a reason to stay away and stay home and pout. So you sit him for a week, he's inactive, but he's got to stand on the sideline and watch everybody else play. Mm-hmm. The danger is this. If the standard is different based upon who you are, then the standard suddenly becomes subject to interpretation, your players, right? Yep. So it's, it's hard to hold people accountable when you don't hold them accountable like he should be doing here. And that's why I disagree with it. I don't understand it. I just, I know we need a win. Okay. Bottom line, they're trying to keep their playoff hopes alive and they need a win, but he should be sitting his ass down. He should be. That's my take. What do you think? I mean, would you sit him? Yeah. It seems completely inconsistent with how Tomlin has handled these situations in the past. That, I mean, he benched. Santonio Holmes for a game the year we won the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. when we were in a race with the Ravens for the division title and yeah you know like that was your former number one pick 
yeah. you know, clear number one receiver on that team. I miss uh, old he, school Tomlin. He he yeah. benched Antonio Brown. He benched Mendenhall. Benched AB in eighty in, in twenty eighteen for that game yeah. for missing for missing the walkthrough on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. And that was when AB just like went berserk. And I mean, he had already been insane, but you know. Yeah. Um, that was when but, he completely lost his mind. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a must win game to get into the playoffs. I, right. I honestly think like that Tomlin feels like he's on the hot seat and he feels like he needs to get that winning season streak to continue to maintain his job. Do you really think that? I don't. I, I that's, don't. That's the, oh, I okay. Well, hold on. And that's the only reason I can come up with, right? Because okay. he's like, Pickens is playing because he has talents we need to use to try and win this game. Right. I understand that, but so did Antonio Brown in 2018. So did you know Richard Mendenhall when he was literally our only running back that year. I mean, who are the other guys? Like Jonathan Dwyer and Isaac Redman and somebody <laughs> yes. else, I think. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it, it, you know, it wasn't like they had a stable full of running backs that year that they were like, oh, yeah, we're, we, you know, they kind of needed Mendenhall and he gave up on him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Santonio San was a big part of that team that went on to win the Super Bowl. He sat him for a game that it just seems so inconsistent with Tomlin's past decisions that I almost feel like there's some other pressure on him that he feels like I need. George Pickens to play to have a shot to win this game. Okay, but worst case, let's just say Tomlin doesn't. They're make not the going to win this game anyways. They're they're they're, they're in such bad shape. They're he doesn't. I agree with you. They're they're not. Yeah. I, I and I. It, it pains me to say so, but they're not going to the playoffs. But let's just say hypothetically that Tomlin doesn't win out, which that's pretty much what it would take now. Yeah, doesn't go to the playoffs. And falls out of favor with the Roonies, and he's suddenly available. In worst case, what happens? He moves to another city, and he's making fifteen million dollars a year. I mean, I, what are we? What worst case? What are we talking about? He doesn't want to fail in Pittsburgh. Is that really? I mean, I mean ultimately, I think, I think he, going he back go someplace to, else, and he could he'd have more control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think going back to you know the the episode we had. Um, with the guy who wrote the book on Tomlin. Um, John Harris. Talked, yeah, John Harris. Yeah, thanks. I knew his name was John, but I kept landing on John Brown, and I'm like, I know that's not right, and I'm not going to say it. So, yeah, John Harris. Um, but I think what John said was, you know, Tomlin's, Tomlin's one of those, like, ultimate competitor guys that he just yeah. always wants to win. Yeah. And I, I think that streak means something to him. Eh, okay, maybe you're right, and maybe I'm I'm – undervaluing well, it i don't think he no. gives a shit and honestly i i am going to be relieved when they go i eight think and a lot nine. of people will they go eight and nine yep. and it's finally fucking over and we don't have to talk about it anymore tomlin never had a losing season that's done we don't have to and, we don't worry about this shit anymore and to his credit it's not him that ever brings it up it's it's the no. fucking national guys yeah. who don't have anything else to talk about because they yeah. don't follow anything other than the week they come in to call a game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I so uh I I so Steelers yeah, I Steelers, so Steelers freak brings up a good point. Yeah. Oh, it's freak here. Oh, there it Steelers, is. Steelers, yeah. yeah. Le freak says chic. Freak out. Um yes. So Yes, this does happen. Um, 
and I have heard of I've heard of similar things happening as as Ramon Foster alluded to today, and I trust Ramon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sit there and say, like, okay, what's more important? What's more important? Um, finding a guy, taking money out of his pocket, or not letting him play the game that he loves or supposedly loves and gaining some perks from the, from the fans because again, Pickens put you in a bad spot with his comments. So, so uh, let me ask you this. Do you, do you think there's a possibility? And I don't know why this occurred to me today, but that Tomlin is not benching him because specifically because what Pickens said made Tomlin look bad and he does not want to look vindictive by benching the player. I bench him anyway because of what the other 52 guys, but I, I just, I can't, I can't make it work. I can't, I can't find a reason to me, to me, it doesn't make any sense other other than they need to win. To me, this is just a, another example of they're not all on the same page. A couple yeah. weeks ago, Jalen Warren saying, we took the Cardinals lightly. And then Tomlin's like, man, this is the NFL. We don't take anybody lightly. And then the next day, Deontay Johnson was like, yeah, we took them lightly. Um, so it's like, it's like. And then the week after if, that, you get you get guys across the fucking locker room saying, yeah, we took we, we took them too lightly. And some guys think they can just put on the black and gold and win because they're winning the black yes. and gold. And and. I'm fine if you lie, but like, keep the lies straight. Like, like, I'm not going to like, like we never, like I worked there seven years. We lied all the time, but like, at least the lies were consistent. And I take pride in that. <laughs> no, 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 bullshit. No, I'm, I'm on my soapbox right now. I'm going to say this. Scarf was the minister of propaganda. <laughs> you know, do you want to know the number of hours I spent waiting to talk to a player and then ultimately talking to them and briefing them about what the head coach said, what the coordinator said, what the owner said, or the GM said, what their teammates said, what the talking head said. And I'm not talking about the band that originated CBGBs in New York. I'm talking about the national pundits. And literally, I would I would waste hours. Like I, I can never get that time back. But I'll tell you what, they fucking went out there and they said what we told them to say. Yeah. So I don't think Pickens is listening, and that's concerning to me. Well, is and I he get listening. Back. Is anybody fucking talking to him? Oh is yeah, that, somebody has to be. Listen, I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, regardless of 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 my of my time there. Yes, they have a PR staff, and yes, they're definitely doing their jobs. I don't think George Pickens is listening, which is very that's, concerning. Right. And but getting back to the Tomlin point, I think that it would hurt George Pickens more to not play than fine him. And if it was me, I'd fine him and not play him because (laughs) this is not, no, I mean, like I'm so tired. I'm so tired of people being like, Oh, he's only 22. He's only 22. He'll learn. This is not, this is not some fucking entry level position. I agree. It Kinko's or FedEx or whatever. I'm not being a dick either. I'm not being a dick. He had 17 games to lose, excuse me, to lose, to learn last year. And he's a second year pro. And this shit is no longer acceptable. If he were a rookie, I might be willing to look the other way and give him the benefit of the doubt and go, you're a stupid fucking rookie. 
but he's not. This is he the is highest. Not. This is the highest level of any profession. Think about Correct. it that way. And 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 there profession. are no profession. The operative word there is profession. And there there's no titles here now. There's no SVPs or VPs or this and that. You are an NFL football player. I don't give a shit how old you are. You need to understand where you're at. Yeah. So there's only a and I, I said this with when the Deontay Johnson thing happened when it's him staring at the fumble, right? There's 11 guys on a field at any given time. You can get pulled from those spots in any situation, and you there's only a certain limited number of reps you're going to get in a game. You've got to be on it when you're out there or else – Fucking yeah, <laughs> you know, the, I agree with what Ryan's saying, though, that, you know, you're at the highest level of your profession. You're expected to be a professional and there's only 11 spots out there. It's not like there's an infinite supply of, you know, starting NFL positions. So all of us know that when you get in the National Football League and, and I, I've heard coaches from Jimmy Johnson to Bill Coward, uh, everybody talk about this. It's not like high school where it doesn't matter who the player is that commits the team violation. You're all going to face the same penalty. Okay. It's different. That said, I think Melvin brought up a really good point. Chooks Corfor got benched for a hell of a lot less. All right. And now you've, you've got this situation with Pickens. Not only is the effort shitty. Now the comments are shitty and he's still, so far as we know, he's got he's benched gonna... because there was a guy behind him who could play. You, his you know that, and and most of Schuch us know good. That. And Shooks bitched, so he right. got benched. Right, but but Tomlin made an excuse and said, "Well, he's you know that's why he's not playing." Bullshit. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, well, know, that, was... he had been the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. I, you know, he could have just pointed out that you know Shooks can't fucking pass block to save his goddamn life, and that would have but... been fine. I, I looking at the last few weeks, and this is because of Derek. Looking the last few weeks at the way these guys pass block, yeah, they all have shitty technique, and that's coaching, and that's why Pat Meyer. I'm like, fuck you, dude, you suck, and you. Not only can you not teach these guys how to pick up a blitz, you got three guys blocking one, and they got a gap over here, and a guy runs through it, and nobody tries to block him. One and, and, and second. Be- you yeah. teach this go-get thing on pass blocking instead of just waiting back there, having a set, looking in your gap. Is there anyone coming? Fuck. And, and I mean, we, we pass blocking one oh one. We, we liked sake. what Meyer we liked what Meyer was doing about the last six, seven weeks last year, too. Yes. And well, and it's just they, they were running the ball more and more consistently. That's the yeah. other thing. This team has no identity. They don't know what None. they want to be. Right. They, there's no consistency at all. Um, and, and to the point on the offensive line, I think four weeks ago in our show before the Bengals game, I said this. So we're playing the Bengals again, so I'm going to say it again, that Dan Moore sucks, and they should seriously think about moving Broderick Jones to left tackle for this game and putting Chooks back in so that Dan Moore doesn't have to block Trey Hendrickson. Because yes. uh, Hendrickson only had one sack the last time we played, but kind of had a field day with Dan Moore, kind of like, everybody else has had this year. Broderick Jones is better than both tackles at their respective positions. Mm-hmm. They need to put him back on the left side, which is his natural position, yeah. so that he can actually block the Bengals' best and, pass rusher. 
And the yeah. dude that Dan Moore is protecting this week cannot feel a pass rush and walks around like he's wearing cement shoes. We know this. We've seen it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's it ain't going to be pretty. It ain't going to be pretty. Hendrickson's had, what, three and a half sacks the last three weeks? He's there, got he's got five. I think he's four half and a half the last TJ, isn't three. He? Yeah. Overall. You know, four and a half he's the last got three 15, weeks? He's got 15 I overall. know he's right on TJ's heels. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. But and, I, didn't, I didn't realize it was four and a half in the last. You know, hi, Jen. In the last uh, four and a half in the last three weeks. Jesus Christ. I think so. Because he had he had two, one and a half and one. So I'm pretty sure it's that's four and a half. Right? Fuck, and and wow. the, the, when they when they played us last, it was the first game after they lost Burrow for the year. Yes. They were just feeling out, seeing what's going on. And honestly, he, Jake Browning made one bad throw. And that was Browning Trent. Nagel. What? what? Browning Nagel. There's a name. Yeah. Isn't that who? Isn't that who the, the, they're playing? Burning Nagel is uh, the backup. Jake Browning. Maybe. What I thought. Jake Browning. Browning had one. Is, was that wrong, Mark? Ben, ben just hit dementia. It's not Burning Nagel. I thought it was. No, nah, he played Burning for Nagel. the Bengals and the Jets, didn't he? The Bengals? No, he played for the yeah. Jets and the. I think the Eagles and the and the That's, Falcons. Yeah. This is in the nineties, guys. Louisville. He was. Uh, he was. He was. He was not good. No. <laughs> No. My point is whatever. Don't even worry about it now. So, <laughs> uh, I want to go back to the game. Every once um, in a while, I just like to throw something in there to like take it off the, the rails. The, I'm uh, actually I'm fine with that. I need I need a little Tomlin's decision to not kick that 55 yard field goal. Uh, I, somebody explain to me what he was thinking in that. Shut up, Johnny. In that particular moment, because I there's very little that I can really buy as to why he chose to punt there. Anyone? Uh, it, uh, you're you're indoors. You've got a guy that's already made, what, five or 30, six? From... So it's at the 39 where they would have yep. gotten the ball. No, I'm sorry. They would have gotten the ball at the 46 if he had missed. Yeah. It's a 56-yarder, which I I tend to think Boz could have made from, from Tomlin's standpoint. My defense, I'm going to bet on my defense and they and say they can get me back, get me back two possessions so that I can I can come back in this game. Mm-hmm. And if in the event that Boz loses, the opposite side of this, the, the event that, that Boz loses, the, that, that Boz misses, the they get the ball on their own on, on their own 46, right. but that's really good field position. Yep. So he's yep. playing the field position game, which we know Tomlin loves to do. Uh, so he brings Harvin out there, and he has like a, I don't know, a thirty-yard punch a or something. Fantastic punt. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much fucking room did he have, Mark? They were what? on the thirty-nine. That, that, um, that's what I'm saying. Is are we look, are at, we look at how much yards you're actually going to gain? No, you're not we'll, we'll, gain we'll do that, that later. Oh, okay, cool. Just, no, yeah. I, I agree with you. When you're in that position, the only thing you can do as a punter is kick it up in the air as high as you can mm-hmm. and hope that it doesn't end, in, end up in the end zone. Right. Yeah. And that's I, it. I think you got it down to, what, the 18? I think it was like yeah. a, you know, yeah, 20, I mean, yard. It was literally like a 21-yard net. Right. It was, it was not – I mean, I can't fault him. I'm sorry. I cannot fault Harvin in that position. He's in a terrible position. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, hey, just do your best. Try and get it inside the twenty, right? And not in the end zone. 
I mean, what what have we net on that? Two yards? If he had kicked it in the end zone, they would have gotten out of 20? Right. <laughs> yeah. Ian, I, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Do you – sorry, go ahead. I was going to go. Ask the, the question, bud. No, no. I, I was – I'll just go. Um, I, I – you know, for a guy that preach – again, a guy that preaches, don't we don't live in our fears. The dude has lived in his fears for years. It's such oh, bullshit. Yeah. Yep. Bullshit. Propaganda that I was probably part of, and I accept that. Um, but, you know, y- you kicked the fucking field goal there. I-, I have no, I don't give a shit. And Ian, you're right. Boz's stats are, are weirdly worse indoors. And even Matt Gay missed a couple kicks. Yeah. Um, but bottom line is, kick, you know. Is it the turf? I mean, is that the I, issue? I just, I just I would know. say, he, like, would be. when he missed he just, that extra point, I was like, "What the fuck? That's weird." Here, here's, here's what, here's what, and I, I, I don't exactly remember what the Colts did after after they punted on that. But the point is, it's like your defense ain't gonna, your defense isn't gonna do shit. I would have rather he actually went for it. So, like, in order of operations here, a little PEMDAS. In order of <laughs> operations here, I would have rather he went for it. Mm-hmm. Then field goal, then punted, and he literally skipped the first two and was like, "Fuck right. it, let's just kick the ball." And you're right, Ben. Presley Harvard. We'll talk about this later. Presley Harvard has not been good this year, no. but like you put him in an un- unwinnable situation, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> what are you supposed oh, it, to do with that? Yeah, you, you've got to you've got to essentially throw a dart, you know, and and he he's not been overly good at that in the first place. So, uh, Ian, what was your take on that? Uh, strategic uh, decision. Strategery. Uh, Thank you. I thought his excuse of the third down play was bad was total bullshit. Like, I was like, uh, the, yeah. whatever happens on the third down play, other than if you get sacked there and like it knocks you out of what you think is your field goal range, then okay, maybe. But like, you know, oh, we, did, we, we didn't get yards on the third down play. Like, mm-hmm. If you're in that situation, like, and you're thinking maybe we're borderline on field goal range, I know it was third and long, but like maybe you run the ball there and try and get four or five yards on a draw play to Jalen Warren and be like, okay, now we have a shorter field goal to attempt. Like, you're down by two scores. You have to understand it's situational football, right? We've we've talked situational football with this team for decades. I feel yes. like on this show, I yes. we haven't been doing this show for decades. That's an exaggeration. But like this team has always, even going back beyond Tomlin's days, been bad at situational football, and it's understanding down distance and time, and they just don't they don't get it. I don't understand why they don't get situational football, but they don't. And I could have, I could have understood run the ball on third down. Absolutely. And kick like a 51 yard field goal rather than whatever, you know, try a deep. Yeah. His explanation was complete bullshit. Yeah. It was. Well, yeah. Also, also, let's not forget. What was was the dagger? What was the dagger? The dagger well, was the defense giving up that long fucking drive afterward. Yes. But here's the thing. Tomlin, quote unquote, trusted his defense, right? Mm-hmm. Trusted his defense 
that is down what four inside linebackers and three safeties at this point in yeah. time. Yeah. Like oh, we're only down. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I understand we're down four at that point. And yeah. I, I could understand. Yeah. Uh, two and a half defense. inside linebackers. <laughs> I, I could understand trusting the defense. If it was the defense at, at you know, full strength or starting full power. defense. Yeah. Right. But like you've already lost Casey and Minka this game. Yeah. Like, Plus, you're playing, you know, inside linebackers that you got off the street. Like, I don't know if you trust your defense in that situation. That, that I, I trust Boswell more than the defense. That's exactly where I was. I, yeah. I trust Boz to nail that more than I trust my defense. Just, just simply I, based on what was going on. I mean, like the them. whole, the whole succession of events there. Like, yeah. they didn't, they didn't platoon the defensive line. We had run stoppers in. They -hmm. were fucking tired. They couldn't stop anyone. It it was uh, – Indy was just running the ball. And it wasn't like they were using their best running backs. They were using (laughs) these guys that – I was like, who's that guy? I I had to look guys up during the game. I was like – Fresh off the practice squad. Who is this guy carrying the ball for the Colts? Who the fuck – I'm like looking at my phone. Who? What? Yeah. And it was just like – it was that shit. And I was like, okay – we got Robinson in. We got Roberts. Okay, that's good. We got Cam. We got Ogunjobi. Okay, okay, that's good. Okay, all right, all right. We got a shot. We got a shot. We can stop this. Nope. No shot. None. We keep running the same fucking stunts over and over and over again, trying to make some shit happen. Instead of just playing gap sound football. They didn't They didn't no. do that. That was one of the things I really loved about Dick LeBeau. When he tried to run the ball against him, there'd be somebody in every fucking gap and running backs had no place to go. Mm-hmm. That's why nobody ran against the Steelers. And the well, shit they were trying to do on on Saturday, and I keep coming back to try and say Sunday, right. on Saturday was they kept trying to run stunts to get penetration, to make a big play, so they could get a turnover, so they could make something happen. Just play a gap down fucking football and shut the other fucking know, team down. Ryan has a point, and then I have a point. So go ahead, Ryan. All right, Ryan, go. I just, you know, I, I look, you know, these Steelers, the Steelers are, you know, one in four in their past five games. But in the past Yay. four games, do you know what the average quarterback rating is for the opponent? No. Like 110? I would, 104. Five. 104. 104, and that Who includes those quarterbacks, Jake Browning. Ryan. Jake Browning, who's coming here this weekend. Browning Nagel. And then he got, yeah, yes, Kyler Murray, who can't see over the line of scrimmage. Bailey okay. Zapp, or Zappy, depending on how many touchdowns he throws to Hunter Henry. And then right. Gardner Minshew. And, like, you know, I, again, I, I, I know we have injuries, but you know what? Every other team has injuries too. So you know what? If you're Mike Tomlin, I don't know how you trust your defense in that situation. That you I don't one again. That you don't I come back one, That you don't one go for it, and then two kick the field goal. Sorry, uh, the point that Ian made before was spot on about the entire fucking middle of the defense being injured or mm-hmm. and or ejected from the game. Ian, I'm sorry. Go on. I so this brings things full circle a little bit to our conversation earlier about coaching. 
how many times have you heard this year any player give any coach credit? Like, think back to the Super Bowl teams, 2008, 2010, right? Troy Polamalu would make an insane play, and he was like, yeah, well, I got to thank Dick LeBeau for, you know, putting me in a good position where I could make a play. Like, thank those so guys – Yeah, <laughs> those guys always were like, the coaches put me in a good position to make a play. Right. These guys – there's a clear disconnect between coaching and players this year that these players we'll talk about that Melvin don't yeah we'll, we'll get to it yeah the, these players don't believe in what they're being asked to do yeah. and also like anytime they get asked about their performance they're not being like yeah the coaches put me in good position they're like yeah I made a good play which Maybe that's true. Maybe they don't believe it, but, but there's a there's a disconnect, right, between coaching and players. And when when you brought up LeBeau, it made me think of that because the players would always be, you know, yeah, anyone, whether it was Harrison, whoever, they loved LeBeau. They yeah, did. that it was. Well, you know, is it yeah. possible? I, I, I don't think that the defense doesn't believe in what they're being asked to do. I don't think that's the issue. I think on offense, that's the issue. I think on defense, you just don't have enough guys anymore. Yeah. But I, I agree right. with everything you guys have said from the standpoint that I would have kicked that field goal and I would not have said, yeah, I'm going to trust my defense here. Why? They're a fucking wounded lion. Yeah. Really? You you think that's going to be – they're more dangerous now? No, they're not. Is is it possible at all, though, that, that maybe to a little bit lesser degree than what the offense's attitude was towards Canada, maybe there is some doubt on the defensive side when it comes to Terrell Austin? And maybe it's just not being discussed as much because, well, Canada. I don't. So I shout don't out see to that. Uh, okay, I'm I'm right. just throwing it out there as a potential. Uh, you know, I I somewhat disagree. Um, yeah, because and I got to give a shout out to our guy, uh, Coach Bobby, who's in our Slack chat and um, he's on Twitter too. Um, but he's been raving about this all year, and and he's a high school football defensive coordinator. So like had some experience coaching defense right. and I have never coached defense before in my life, but when he brought it up, I was like, Oh shit, he's so right. That when they play zone coverage, the guys are just covering grass. They're not covering players. Right. And, right. and they're obviously they're, being they're waiting for the that. ball to come into their zone and then they're reacting to it. Yeah. They're still playing tackle the catch. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but you look, and that's why teams have guys so wide open and have a what 105 passer rating against us the last <laughs> few weeks because anytime we play zone coverage, they're covering grass. They're not covering guys. They're just dropping to a spot and being like, this is my spot. I'll wait and see what happens. Right. And that's not like a successful way to play defense in the NFL. And then even when you do play zone, you wait when somebody comes into your zone, you cover that fucking guy. Right. Yeah. You don't just sit there until on the he leaves and... your zone. Right. And they're not doing that. And, I, and Bobby I agree. brings no. this up all the time on our Slack chat that it's yeah, like right. it's, it's so frustrating point. to watch. I look I, at the I look at the body language of the players after on defense. Not on offense. Not on offense. Want to be very mm-hmm. clear. I look at the body language of the players on defense. After plays, between plays, I don't see guys that are dejected. They're still fired up. They still want to make it happen. Mark, quit drumming. They still want to make it happen. You know, they still are. They they're still giving an effort to try and and do it. It just isn't happening. I I, 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 I fully agree with what you're saying, Ian. 
in terms of covering grass instead of covering players. They're, they're still playing tackle the catch, which is, which is an outdated concept. We need to fucking get rid of that shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, go ahead. No, no good. You're good. Let's go. You're no, on. I, I, you know, I, I remember very early on watching a practice, and I'm so old. This is when they had two a days. Um, <laughs> and I remember listening to the coaching staff talk about um, getting getting to your mark, getting to your landmark in zone coverage. Mm-hmm. This is where you go. And you got to get there as quick as possible. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you get there as quick as possible and you turn around and you're responsible for everybody in this area. You're not responsible for the area. You're responsible for everybody in this area. In the area. And I think, yeah. and I always, and I remember being like, oh shit, maybe I could do this. I'm just teasing. I, I never said that, but like, <laughs> like, but I remember thinking like, like that is such a like, like, okay. I'm going to get to my landmark and everybody in this area is mine. So if I got three guys in this area, I'm responsible for three guys. I'm just, I mean, like, like those are basic concepts that, that this team doesn't do. So when you talk about, when you talk about, you know, grass versus players, they're just talking about grass. They're not like, they're like, okay, I'm going to get to my landmark and you know, what am I supposed to do? And I really don't think they understand that they're responsible for jerseys and not just turf or grass. No, and, I think that's and, and a good I, explanation, Scurps. And, and and again, you know, I don't fucking know everything. I'm not like I've never played the game. I, I don't want Richard Mendenhall to get on my ass. But I'm just saying that, like <laughs> that. Um, well, you, you are know, a white. You are a white guy. Not well. I <laughs> yes. And um, but I just remember like. I remember listening to the guys that were there at the time, and I'm going to be I mean, we're talking about Dick LeBeau and Ray Horton, the mm-hmm. defensive backs coach at the time and the defensive coordinator at the time, talking about that. And I'm like, God damn. I'm like, I'm like, this, like, such a simple concept. But like, if you don't, if you don't understand that you're gar- like, like, you're not guarding grass, as Bobby talks yeah. about in our chat, I, I just think that like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how people I don't know how these current dudes under, don't understand that. And I don't understand how a defensive guy like Tomlin and Austin can mm-hmm. convey us the similar message. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, like, like if I can under if I can understand that, how do like professional players not get it? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah, um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the KZ thing. Um, and, and I know we all kind of come from a little bit different angles, uh, pun, pun intended. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Racial draft was one of the, yes, it was <laughs> Chappelle shows. Racial draft was outstanding. Yeah. Yes. That, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw Mendenhall's tweet. I, I, yes. I, I, I was too. like, I was like, Oh, Chappelle show did that racial draft episode. That was like, was I fantastic. still laugh about that. That was yes. one of the best first yeah. overall pick Tiger Woods. Right. Yes. Right. Um, I look, I, I think we all agree that KZ's hit was a violent hit. Um, and, and it looked and sounded that way. Um, but I, I also, I, I go to the, I, I keep coming back to this question. What is he supposed to do there? I, I agree with you that there, there were three options. Do what he did. Mm-hmm. 
um, let him catch the ball mm-hmm. and try and figure it out later, or three, aim for his knees, which is what I think guys are going to start doing. They're going to aim at the waist and probably mm-hmm. hit guys in the knees, and they're going to be more mm-hmm. knee injuries mm-hmm. because guys are mm-hmm. trying to avoid getting ejections and suspensions for head hits. Yeah. which and, he... and, and knee injuries and careers. Yeah, yeah which, which is sucks. Which is so, why guys have said for years, "I'd rather get a concussion than a knee injury." Right, but Ben, what, I just want to ask you: when when Michael Pittman is laying out perpendicular, horizontally, horizontally I agree yeah, with you. When when he is parallel I thought to the that ground, KZ got as low as he possibly could to try and yeah, get under him. There's there's no way he can go for his knees when when Pittman. Well, he could have. He could have just slid back to the way. ground. He could have slid back this way. Okay. Against his body, you follow what I'm saying? Oh, but yeah, but, but the, the, somebody pointed out something yeah. to me this week, and 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 he was right, and I didn't think about it. What he could have done, but he's going full speed. Maybe he didn't have time to think about this, but he could have put his own arms out in front of himself to make sure that his hands were the first time, the first thing to make contact with him, and shoved him, and try to get him to drop the ball that way. Mm-hmm. Because what he was trying to do was dislodge him from the ball, right? Right. Okay. I, I so if you got a guy midair, try, and all this shit happens in fractions of seconds, and people need to understand that when they're which watching. Which is another it. thing that irritates me when replay right. comes in. But yeah, replay comes in, yeah. and you're like, you're slowing it down, slow mo, frame by frame, going, oh well, you had time. No, he didn't. Right. But he didn't know if he was on the ground and was going to have an opportunity to catch the ball or not, but he was in the air. And mm-hmm. if he had made contact when Pittman was still in the air and flipped Pittman this way, chances are Pittman would have dropped the ball. There's also a possibility in my mind that if he had taken that tack and put his hands out in front of him this way, that he would have broken one or both wrists. Well, exactly. That's what I was going to say when you mentioned because that. he's moving so fast, so fast. So, I guess, I mean, we used to wrap our wrists when, before we played back in the day. And I don't know if these guys do this or not anymore, but that was the Some reason do. we did it, was you're going to you're gonna hit guys and you don't want your wrist to go too far back and, and get an injury. Um, so, I don't know. Well, you know, Tom Brady, of all people, said, you know, what about the fact that the quarterback's throwing a hospital ball here? Uh, you know, and and I believe me, I don't want to do get this into cheer it. for Johnny real quick. Fuck Tom Brady. There you oh go. wait, no wait, Brady had a good point, didn't he? Never mind, sorry. Well, he did, and and I mean that type of throw from Minshew is is exactly what gets a guy killed. Uh, and, and, and you know, I, I think Minshew should get fined for that. He had two of those throws in that game. Yeah. Yeah, he did. You're right. There was another one that was extremely bad. Um, and, uh, you know, I, so I I think the penalty for KZ is a bit much. Um, I know he had been fined. A bit? Uh, 80% of KZ's fines had been had been reduced or rescinded. Right, right. And, and okay, the, the fact that he is now done for the season, I think, is egregious. It, it's horseshit. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they reduced it by going. Yeah, well, if your team makes the playoffs, you can come back. They're not making the fucking playoffs. Well, especially now. No, no. because you you no. 
where you took a team that's already light on safeties and suspended one of them. Yeah. Um, Ian, I would like your opinion on how much of, of, uh, well, (laughs) okay. No, I wouldn't. Uh, (laughs) Love you too, Mark. (laughs) I like that. Uh, I think I like that freak. That's art art too. Um, what, what, how, how much of this is on him? And when I say this, there's a lot of teams that would love to be seven and seven, but Matt Canada is, is this is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this has been ugly how we got here. I, I mean, yeah. and we'll of course hear from AR two uh, a couple weeks once after the season ends. But h- how much of this is on him? I mean, I, I think everything we're talking about with coaching, especially on the offensive side of the ball, is on him. Because as we've talked about on the show, right, yeah. Art was on the committee that issued the report that said, you know, the league has blown so much money on fired coordinators. And ultimately, it's Art's decision as the team owner, as the guy who cuts the paychecks, right. whether or not to retain coaches and coordinators or, you know, show them the door. And, I mean, you could tell last year, heck, you could tell – when Roethlisberger was in his final year that he didn't believe in what Canada was asking him to do. You could tell last year that the offense didn't believe in what Canada was asking them to do. And like getting the Steelers to change is like trying to steer the Titanic, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. see where this boat is going and uh, uh, all right, maybe I've been hanging out with Ryan too much, but I'm going to say this anyways. All the fanboys on Twitter are like, look at this big-ass boat. Who's stopping this boat? Nobody's stopping this boat. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> 13 and got, 4, baby. Let's you've, go. You've got people who are like, hey, this boat's headed for iceberg-infested waters. For fuck's and- sake. There are people right now who still believe that if Kenny Pickett was healthy, yeah, I love would that. be 10 and 4. Right. I'm like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. Him and his one and, fucking touchdown a game would have gotten us to thirteen to ten and four. Are you serious? Yeah. You really believe that? Let me finish my analogy here. I'm sorry. You're and right. And then okay, maybe you fire Matt Canada, which is like when they scream iceberg ahead, and then they try and start to steer the boat a little bit away from the iceberg, but they're so fucking slow at it <laughs> that it still hits the iceberg and they're still gonna sink. Like this thing was doomed from the start. Right. This, yeah, like the Titanic, this was doomed from the start, regardless of look at how big this fucking boat is. And, you know, this is the greatest thing ever made. And, you know, all those tweets from, from, you know, after the, the off season of who's stopping this offense. And, right. You know, the, the people who are, you know, retweeting that stuff, like, oh, Matt Canada is still the coordinator. Right. But clearly there's a disconnect between players and coaches. And knows, it's, it's definitely somewhat Art's fault because, he didn't move on because he wasn't willing to eat no. whatever it was, $750,000. $700,000 a year. But let's time yeah. out. Let's let's talk about why it's really Art's fault in the first place. Art wanted Matt Canada added to the staff, to add a dynamic to the staff because he'd seen this guy be the offensive coordinator at Pitt and at LSU, and he wanted him added. So he he's the guy. Art is the guy who got Canada added as quarterback's coach. Yes. Okay. Are you sure it was Art and not the guy whose son got a scholarship offer from Matt Canada? Yes. 
Yes, I am. I, I, I'm and, pretty confident that it was Art, too, based oh, on that's, my That's what choices. I was told. Point blank. Art wanted no. him added. So, that being the case, you got this guy who comes in, doesn't do shit. Then he gets promoted to offensive coordinator. They give him a contract, a uh, three-year, $2.1 million contract as an OC. Not a great rate as an OC, but that's, you know, it's a lot of money. I get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Art Art absolutely fucking deserves – Art should stay the fuck out of football decisions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you're a Rooney. Maybe yeah. you feel entitled to, to opine. You ain't Dan. You're not. Nope. Sorry. Nope. He, he, he's not. I have we, something to say about that, and I'm sorry. We were told I'm, for a long time you, that he was not a football guy. I'm going and, full of Scarps right now. You know, yeah. Scarps, you look as though you may have something to say. He's got a mustache. I do, but I didn't got have a anything to say. I was, I was waiting for a question. A moustache. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Uh yeah, I, I just wanted your thoughts on uh, the responsibility Easy. here of uh, Art Rooney, oh, too. Sorry. Yeah, well, uh, I'm really not uh, involved in much, but, um, you know, um, no. Uh, you know, I, I would say I would say that we've always been told, we've always been told that Tomlin, Colbert, and Rooney are the three-headed monster, and they all come together to make the decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Colbert's no longer there. And I know this is, I oh, know we're talking about Canada and this is years past, but the point is um, with Colbert gone, um, how much influence does Omar have? And, uh, you know, forgive me for saying, I, I, I don't think he has much, but um, I, I, I do think art has more of an influence than, than people think and i don't necessarily think that that is a good thing mm-hmm. he is not Ooh. his grandfather he is not his dad um he is not football oriented as they were um and and if, and, 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 and if, yeah. if 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 he said that matt canada is the guy to be the coordinator that is horrible like that is just such a terrible decision and i, I, and I don't it. know that that was the case i haven't been able to get anybody to tell me that was the situation but i uh, what, yeah, what I, I don't know either told, i'm just saying what i have been told and and you know this may be opinion but it seems to be common knowledge around the building that art wanted canada added as as the quarterback's coach to help randy finkner mm-hmm. who, mm-hmm. who nobody was super impressed with Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when they elevated Randy, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they did not name a quarterbacks coach, right? They didn't. Randy yeah. was the quarterbacks coach in OC, right? And uh, you know, Randy was basically kind of Ben's golf caddy, Tomlin's buddy, <laughs> for, for lack of a better. No, he was he was he was Ben's buddy, dude. Right? They he, were he let Ben do whatever the fuck he wanted. It was like Arians Junior. Do we not ben... know the Tomlin connection with Randy? Yeah, we oh, do. Oh, yeah, they were that's Arkansas not, that's, State, that's, right? Yeah, but that's that's not that's not that's not. How the is issue. that not part of it? How is that not part of this? Maybe it's part of it. It makes it an easy transition. But the point was, at the time, 
they wanted a guy who got along better with Ben because Todd Haley didn't, even though Todd mm-hmm. Haley was a far superior offensive coordinator to Randy. That's not even true. I'm, oh boy. Whoa. Todd was too. But he was uh, way was better. in the twenties, I think. No, no, no. Hold sure. on. Hold on. Hold on. Todd absolutely was a better offensive coordinator. I'm yes. calling bullshit on that him and Ben didn't get along. That's bullshit. I was there for that. That's bullshit. They, they did didn't, get along. They did get along? Yes. They got oh. along. Ben they both pretty were, fucking happy when he was gone. Were they were they, uh, well, hanging out at Tequila Cowboy together. No. So 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 tequila cowboy. No. So Ben seemed pretty happy because he didn't have the adult in the room telling him what to fucking do. <laughs> what I'm so saying. Okay. That doesn't mean they didn't get along. Because because look at look at the Steelers offenses when they were together. Even in 2012, without a running back, and in 2013, they were still yep. pro- more productive than this shit show that we're looking at. No, but I t- fully agree with that statement. Them they all them together produce the best Steelers offenses in team history. 100% agree with you. And they did not. So, so like I, my point is, is that, is that people think that they were fucking punching each other every day or fighting with each other every day. And I never heard either oh, one. No, no, nothing like raise that. their fucking voice to one another ever. So like, I, Todd Haley was a victim. Todd Haley was the sorry. Todd Haley was the scapegoat of their defense losing Ryan Shazier in twenty in twenty seventeen and shitting the bed in the playoffs. And nobody will ever admit that, but that's exactly what happened. Hmm. I've uh, said multiple okay. times. Yes, Matt. I'm drunk and I did work there. I'm sorry <laughs> that you can't comprehend that or understand that. Okay, okay time out. Be Time nice. out, jerk. Be nice. Yes. Be nice. No, so I've hey, hey, Johnny, Matt Smith fuck be nice. off. I've I've said multiple times on Twitter. I can't tell Ryan to be nice. And it's <laughs> why can't Matt Smith be okay? Matt Smith after, laugh. Matt Smith's laughing at me again. After after <laughs> He's Shazier, at all of us. after Shazier's injury, the yeah. Steelers gave up a touchdown more per game. They they yeah. gave up six points more per game than they did beforehand. So Ryan's right that the the defense that was, got it, that definitively hurt. worse. It hurt and bad. yeah. And and they they still haven't replaced that guy. Still. No. Yeah, no, I it, they haven't. And and it's uh I mean they tried. You know, they tried with some free agents. They tried yeah. with Devin Bush and nothing has stuck. Yeah. I, I will Bush, say this. Great. I, our defense has been kind of like Swiss cheese the last few weeks, but kinda, yeah. But that being said, they did. They knew the middle of the defense was was an issue. They knew the middle of the defense was an issue this off season. They attempted to address it, but in the National Football League, you can only sustain so many injuries at a position yes. before you're just like we're fucked. Right, yes, and that's that's where we're I at think, right now at inside linebacker. Yes, exactly. That that was my point. Right, they they tried to address inside linebacker. Whether or not it was successful is debatable. They did. They had three starters for yeah. two spots, and then they all everything got hurt. was great. I was like, "Fucking a, this is going to be a strength." All right, now all we need is a strong safety, and it'll be okay. And now we have no safeties or inside linebackers. Right. So, <laughs> I, and and 
I mean, I think two is probably the number of like injuries you can sustain and maybe still be viable. But once you hit three or four injuries at a given position, or like five or whatever, and a suspension yeah, you're, or whatever, you're, screwed. you're you're fucked. Yeah. So basically, the whole middle of our defense is screwed. Yeah. 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 So and we we need to platoon the fucking defensive line too. Why yeah. did why did Cam play so many snaps last week? I don't why? Because he's why? not playing here next year. I I, I I just I am like why why he, it's not like he was effective why no. the fuck was he playing so you, why you, you had, got Benton you got Adams behind him those are those are a couple of especially Benton why was he is, playing more snaps this is Cam's week? this is Cam's swan song but 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 you also had louder milk a healthy scratch you, you have Leal who's literally fallen off the cliff uh, I I mean I don't think they had a choice but to play I do I do. I, I, you had Benton and you had Adams. Yeah, but you're not going to kick Benton, out, you know, out, are you? No, you 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 throw Benton in for Cam. Right, but where are my you, point? Are you are you talking about in? You're not talking about you the got, regular three four. You got four guys, okay? Yeah, you got yeah. Cam and, and Lario. Right. You got and then, you got Benton and you got Adams, right? Okay. And this, this is kind of where I'm going with it. And you can you can platoon those guys. So they all play, you know, I mean, perfect world. They all play 50% of the snaps, right? Yeah. And they've reduced the, the number of snaps that Larry O is playing. And as a result, he's been more effective the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he was better Saturday. Yep. I don't know if you guys noticed that. He's been a lot more effective now that he's playing fewer snaps. Cam needs to be on that same fucking pitch count. I am sorry. It is time. It is time. I agree, Ben. But I, I agree. They're too, not going to let I, that happen. I'm really starting to think he's done. I I, I think he's going to retire. I but. I don't think he's going to retire. I think that they're gonna they're gonna make some kind of a deal with him next year, it's very like possible. they did with Ben, like they did yep. with Jerome Bettis, like they did with a bunch of other guys, where he's going to mm-hmm. come back and he's mm-hmm. going to play for less money. Fine, I'm fine with it. But put him on a fucking pitch count. Make him a starter. Yeah. Who plays half the snaps? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Just saying. Um, I, I, I do want to actually talk a little bit about the game coming up, and I, I think we've all pretty much agreed that the only way the Steelers are going to win on Saturday uh, is, is to run the ball extremely well. And, and consistently. And, I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, I, I mean. consistent about it. They're, they're so inconsistent. Like that, it's like, oh, Warren right. has a good run, and then let's bring Najee into the game, right. and or there's one good run, then we're gonna throw the ball three times. Sorry, I'm sorry. I no, I, I that's fine. You're fine. I, I, I agree with what you're Listen, saying, Ian. I, I just to, what's to, funny to me about this is that no. Scarps and I are getting a little buzzed, and you're still kind of sober. Uh, you well, somebody's got to be the adult in the room. Done. There was a qualifying word in front of that, an adjective. Describing the like kinda sober. Yeah. See, no, I'm I'm trying to be the adult in the room. You and, always uh, try uh, and you right. usually fail. It, yeah, no, still Dad, you are you are you are the listen, I, I know it's early and I might be a little buzzed, but I'm grateful <laughs> for you. I just wanted to say that for keeping us all in line. So thank you, still dad. That's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's what I do. Uh 
I mean, I'm a little kiss ass, and you are a teacher, so you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's totally fine. Uh, yeah, where the fuck are my apples? Um, You're not getting well, one. Anyway, I, I mean, Jake Browning looks Browning really Nagel. good the last couple weeks. Uh, I, I think even without Jamar Chase, they're they're going to be able to throw the ball, especially when we've got like two hey, guys his, from hey, what's his name that the T. docs Higgins that are going to be. The T Higgins, Higgins guy. they got Boyd still. Good. They got they, Tyler you know, Boyd. We have a shitty slot yeah, corner. I, I mean, hmm. literally, we have to turn into like that high school offense that that runs the ball uh, three and a half yards per play, oh never throws it. You know, I, I mean, that's literally what it's going to have to be. What Jen is drinking is disgusting. Jack Daniels apple straight. Oh, uh, well, I don't think it's terrible. Uh, that's that's horrible. Steelers freak is drink smoking weed called you know, frontal you know, lobotomy. Steelers freak, you and That's Johnny, funny. and I'm I'm not trying to be funny here. You and Johnny need to talk about what kind of weed you guys smoke. Uh, yes, Melvin, three yards and a cloud of dust. Yes, describe what the Steelers need to do if they if they want to have a shot at winning this game is play keep away. They need to dominate time of possession and they, they need Absolutely. to stop the run. They have to. They got to stop the run. Yeah. Also, Johnny, fuck you. Is that the first one tonight? No, I don't know. Maybe. That's at least the second. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, this, Johnny. The idea was an airing of the grievances. A uh, uh, Go ahead, Ian. Air grievances. Show. We air grievances every goddamn show. I, I know. We do. <laughs> and that's true. why it's. But, you know. Uh, I, I honestly don't see a way that we win this game if we get less than three turnovers. Like I feel like we need multiple turnovers wow. in this game. I was gonna to say win. two, but if well, we get I mean. two this, and wait. if if we get two and they get none, yeah, okay. Is this predictions or no? no yeah, we're no. At, we're at predictions. We're just talking. Oh, are we right? at predictions? Yeah, but we're, oh. we're there. Um, honestly, like we we need multiple turnovers in this game to to be able to win. I just I don't see a way that we win without multiple turnovers. No, I agree. I. It, we got to go back to that formula that we had earlier in the year, you know, get some big turnovers, short fields, or even the defense scoring. I, I, I mean, I, I don't see any other way around it. And Cincinnati is not that great defensively. I think they're like 28. They're not. They're much, you know? they're much better than they were though. Yeah. It, they've improved every know. week. Yes. They've, they've played better the last couple or three weeks, but they haven't played great teams. Let's be frank. What? They beat the Jaguars, who beat us at home. The Jaguars, the Jaguars. Ryan is, <laughs> Ryan is buzzed. But I'm saying, like, like, what do you mean they it. didn't beat great teams? The Jaguars are fucking first in their division. Like, the what Jaguars? are you talking about? Ah, oh, fuck you all. I'm tired of this. I <laughs> let's go. I'm writing these down. Let's go. Uh, well, Scarp, since you're writing these down, <laughs> go with your uh, prediction for the weekend. I. <laughs> I've got a very sneaky suspicion these predictions are going to be very different from the last several weeks. Shut up, Mark. Not with me. Shut up. Um, What do you you got? We didn't even talk about my my favorite person in the world, Mason Rudolph. Um, But he is is, what he is. Hey, no, but. This I, I exactly. want to go on record since we're talking about this real quickly. I just before you make your prediction. Okay. I really hope that Mason Rudolph proves all of us wrong, except for Scarps, who loves him, and then throws for four hundred and four TDs. 
Really. I really hope he does. I, I no, hope I, I hope he comes out and lights it on fire and turns his fucking career around. Absolutely. Stinking lootly. Do I, mean, I think he will yeah. do it? No. 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 Am I rooting for him? Fuck yes. 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 Yeah. He's wearing the black and gold. He will be. Oh, no, it's not him rooting for the black and gold. The dude has done everything right. Yep. He's worked hard. He's said the right things. He's been a good teammate. We all should be rooting for him. We should all wish good things on him. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Nope, yeah. I'll stop there. I, I, so so I hope Mason here's I hope Mason throws for 315 yards and three touchdowns. And George Pickens has zero catches. And then <laughs> and and then even after but but even after that, the Cincinnati Bengals win this game thirty-one to twenty-seven. Oh, God damn it! God. It ain't okay. gonna be that close. All right, all right, Ben. What's your uh, prediction? My my prediction is the uh, the Bengals come in and embarrass us at home, twenty-seven thirteen. Oh God. Uh. Okay, twenty-seven, thirteen. All right, Ian. Oh man, that was going to be kind of close to what I was thinking because, yeah, I, I think if the Steelers want to win this game, like I said, they either have to get multiple turnovers yeah. or are going to have to score thirty points. And the only times this year that they scored more than twenty-three points. One of them, they had two defensive touchdowns against Cleveland and only mm-hmm. got to 26. And the other one was a 24-point outing against the Rams where T.J. Watt returned an interception inside the 10-yard line. So basically, this offense sucks and uh, uh, yeah. can't really? put points on the board. Hmm. Yeah. And our defense, as we've said, has no middle-of-the-field coverage at all, which doesn't bode well against – Mixon or the other running backs that are now working in Chase um, Brown, Chase Brown, yep. yeah, or tight ends or that little Irwin guy wide receiver who Browning seems to have a pretty good connection with. Yep. Um, He's also in a Cinderella cover band, Trent Irwin. <laughs> He's a guitar player <laughs> in a Cinderella cover band. I'm sorry, Ian. Go ahead, Gypsy Road, baby. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, it's it's not looking good. It's it's looking bad. And on top of that all, the since the name has changed to Acreshire Stadium, yeah, the well, Steelers here we go ha, are bad at home. like they have a either I think five hundred record or losing record at home. It, it's right around five hundred at yeah, home. Yeah. Um. So it's it's not good. And I mean. You know, I was at the Cardinals game. You could hear it during the Patriots game on the broadcast that the team was getting booed incessantly. And I think that does something to a player's psyche when your home fans are booing you off the field after every drive. It's not going to be good. It's it's not. So I'm going to go – oh, fuck. Ben said 28-13. All right. You I'll go – You said 27-13. All right. I'll – I'll pick a weirder score then. I'll go Bengals 29, Steelers 
29. Yeah, tw- Bengals 29, Steelers. 29? Yeah, I, I'm trying to pick something different than you. That's a uh, weird score. Yeah, nine points? All yeah. right. Score got me. Yeah. <laughs> Bengals 29, Steelers 17. Well, you know, it, it's there interesting. I, I think Matt alluded to this in the chat, but, you know, Tomlin has a really, really good record in home finales. Oh. Um, and and the team in general has a really good record in home finales. Uh, it's like 42 and 13 or something like that. It's, it's really yeah. good. A lot right. of things point in their direction. But it's not going to matter. Um, I think, I think Rudy will, will connect on a few scores, but I don't think we're going to be able to stop them. I'm going to go Bengals 33 Steelers 17. That's my prediction. And I'm sticking to it. Yeah. It's, it's, yep. I can't keep picking these close games anymore. That's an ass whipping. Yeah. I I just think that's it. Scarps, do you have a comment before we get to Casey? This is the, this is the third time. Uh-huh. That we've it's the third time that we've all picked the opponent to win. Okay. All right. What happened and, the other times? Uh we, we were one and one. One we and one. 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 Yeah. We beat the Ravens, but about lost to the Jaguars. One and about to be two and one. Beat the Ravens, but lost to the Jaguar. Or sorry, Jaguars. beat the Ravens, but lost to the Jaguars all at home. So this is the rubber match. Call God. I, I love it when you and Ian get drunk and you say things like Bengals and Jaguars. Fantastic. <laughs> the the Pittsburgh East comes out. Uh, Rudolph Hess does. Uh, does no. Nobody it, has said Bengals yet. No one though, which really kind of surprises me. No one said what. Nobody said Bengals. Johnny spelled Can... Rudolph in in Nazi earlier. Yeah, so I, I saw that. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to turn it over to the late, great Mr. Casey Kasem. Casey's Coast to Coast, American Top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was December 21st, 1983. Our favorite correspondent, Ryan, is back again with us this week, and he writes, Dear Casey. On the day I was born, the nurses all gathered round, and they gazed in wide wonder at the joy they'd found. The head nurse spoke up, said, leave this one alone. She could tell right away that I was bad to the bone. Casey, that's, of course, George Thorogood, not to be confused with George Pickens, although both are bad. <laughs> For George Pickens, it's bad attitude, bad effort, bad body language, and bad business decisions. Or good business decisions, according to him. Speaking of him, I was told that he was him. He's got that dog in him. It's more like he dogged Jalen Warren on that near-touchdown run. Perhaps we should call him Slim Pickens. Oh, wow. Casey, I'm not sure if you've been following the news this week. And no, I'm not talking about Richard Mendenhall forgetting to take his CTE pills. Nor, <laughs> nor am I talking about TJ Watch saying his teammates are soft as hell and they don't want to practice, nor do they know how to practice the right way. 
I'm not even talking about George Pickens blaming the media for his behavior and attitude and saying that he never met with the head coach and then telling his PR staff that he didn't understand the questions. (laughs) I'm talking about Mr. Non-Losing Seasons himself, Mike Tomlin, (laughs) refusing to discipline his second-year wide receiver. Seriously, Casey, have the Steelers ever had a wide receiver That's this big of a pain in the ass in their second year. I mean, at least Antonio Brown waited four or five years to go batshit crazy. Casey, I was told today by the smartest people in the world, a.k.a. the people in my Twitter replies, (laughs) and they asked me, how do I know that George Pickens wasn't disciplined? Yeah, you're right. I'm sure he had to do the laundry, clean the toilets, and write on the dry erase board in the team meeting room, I will not be an asshole next game, a thousand (laughs) times in front of all of his teammates. Casey, this was Tomlin's chance to show that this was his team and that this behavior was not okay. Instead, he once again enabled his players. Casey, with all... (laughs) That's unfolded this year and since 2017. It's clear this is all crumbling down. Oh, boy. Well, Ryan, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Happy holidays to you and all your listeners. Falling 10 spots this week, just like the Steelers, to number 24. Here's John Cougar Mellencamp off his album, Uh Uh-huh. Here's crumbling down. Damn. Wow. Start with Thurgood and end it with Mellencamp. Wow. Well done. That was brutal. That was hurtful, but funny. Well, hurtful, brutal, funny. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers of 2023. Yeah, Uh, there we go. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Thanks so much, everybody. I haven't laughed during Steelers games. I've I've come uh, close to crying, but I haven't haven't laughed yet once. Well, we still got three weeks left, so. Yeah, great. Get the the tissues ready. And I'm not here next week, so. Right. Ian is. uh, Ian, you're going to skip the fucking podcast? I'm, yeah, podcast, game, everything. I'm. I'm are, gone. Yes. Are you going to apologize is. to the listeners and explain yourself? Yeah. Um, my uh, son, my 12 year old son, his middle school choir got invited to go to Rome uh, for this. A second year in a row, right? Choirs. No, it's this. Th- no, no, it's just this year. Just this year. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. they okay. were last year. No, 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 no. This is so, this is the sorry. So, so at any rate, going to going, Rome to do what? Uh, he's going to sing for the Pope. You know, they're going to sing at the New Year's Day Mass for the Pope. Hey, the Pope! Yeah, Amazing. so that's awesome. So, so what you're saying, I, I yes. mean, basically, what I'm understanding here is the Vatican doesn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> um. Sweet. Also, Italy is like six hours ahead of Eastern right. time, so right. I've got. Yeah, no, I don't know. Oh, We're gonna be like, deal. It'd be four in the morning. You can jump on. It's not. A yeah, big deal. no, that's not happening. So I will be, be in Italy next week. So don't be such a bitch. You could totally get on the show. Hold on, and do hold the on. Show with us. Hold on a minute. You skipped the show to go like. I've skipped the show for so many reasons. Let's not talk about my bad reasons. Let's not talk about my bad reasons to skip the show. 
Let's yeah. talk about your bad reasons now. Hey guys, Dave has played at Red Rocks. So I gotta fucking see the same show I've seen for the last thirty-seven fucking I've years. I've only seen him twenty-four times. Every song definitely doesn't sound the same. Oh, okay. They don't. All right. They don't. Love you guys in the chat. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy yeah, New thank Year. Thank you all. Right. I will be back, thank you all uh, for the for going Christmas up. to everybody. Thank you all uh, for showing up and interacting and being here. Even you, Johnny, even though you're a fucking asshole. Thank you all for being here. Yes. We really appreciate and, uh, you. Yeah. All that that they just said. And do your best to enjoy the game this weekend. Have a great Christmas, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week, uh, pre-New Year's. And uh, Merry as, Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah. Whatever you celebrate. Yeah, stay safe. I, I wish you it. a wonderful one. And as they say, or well, as I say, go Steelers. Ravens suck. I don't care if they are in first place. <laughs>